So what makes a, I mean, marketing is so creative, right? Isn't it? I mean, you're saying you're a marketing director and you're a singer, but what, what, what is, what do you identify with really mostly, you know, is it the singing or the creation of, um, tell us a little bit. That's a great question. And I know, especially because since you've encountered me, I've really evolved. <laughs> I feel several times over and, you know, I think, what to answer your question first and foremost what i most connect with is just the actual creation um it took me so long to just own my creative force even though i was a singer for so long you know i it's so interesting because recently you know i discovered that you're actually in germany and that you're from germany and i lived in stuttgart for like 10 years performing and singing yeah yeah. And, uh, and so at that time, I wasn't, even though I was in the creative arts, I wasn't really owning that I'm a creator. I was like, okay, I'm just doing this because, you know, long backstory, my mom wanted me to be a singer. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll just do that. And then I kind of caught on and it became my identity, but it wasn't really in my soul. And so when you discovered me, I had actually stopped singing for like 10 years. And that's when I became a marketing director. So I sang for 20 years, <laughs> did 10 years of that in Stuttgart. And then I left and came back to the States and started doing marketing directing. And the reason why I went into marketing is because of the creative process. I knew having been a singer, having been a performer on stage for so long, I still wanted to do something that was tapped into the creative arts, even though I still didn't believe that I was a creative. It's so it's so bizarre. I was very confused at the time. But over the last 10 years, having left music, uh, I took that time to really start making my own creative choices, even though it was under the you know role of being a creative director for other businesses, other entrepreneurs. I took their message, just like very much like a musical, you know, you have a story and you have a story you're telling as a singer and you're creating that story for others. I did the same thing in marketing for my my business clients. And then, you know, 10 years later, which was actually, you know, 10 years go by as a marketing director. And several years ago, I was like, you know what? I, I still need to sing. I, I can't just leave it and go bye, you know, because it was it really was such a, a, you know, destined part of my soul to become a, a singer at such a young age, even though I didn't want it at the time. And so when you encountered me, I had just finally come into owning that I was a creative. And I think maybe that's what resonated with you is, is that it was me not only owning my creative, you know, persona, but it was actually, I really believe that creative creativity is a soulful expression it's it's a spiritual practice mm -hmm. and um and that's why i'm now tapping it into my philippine heritage because that's a part of my spiritual practice it's a part of me coming back to what my parents left so long ago even, you know I'm, I'm obviously filipino in my blood and even here in the states i'm obviously filipino i can't just be like oh, i'm not filipino anymore but that's mm -hmm. what i'm trying to own into is the you know creating this experience of what it's like to a be a creative but then also to be a filipina in america creating <laughs> and so that you know it's coming in now these all these moduses which is the music and the vlogging and you know the all of these possibilities that we have to express and create that's that's what i tap into and why i've held so many hats so to speak over the years I'm Alexandra Kreis, and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. 
In my own search for self-understanding, I have met people from all walks of life. I bring to you a taste of these encounters. To how to travel in a journey on my show today we're meeting tess millen hey. <laughs> <She's here. Yay>. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show tess thank you very much for having me this is so exciting yes and um just to give a quick intro to this uh, show to the guest i'm having here sorry um tess is a singer a marketing director and vlogger of the newest. Uh, I saw that you kind of started to film things around, you know, being a Filipino in America and creative. I like it. I love it. Thank and you. most of all, why I have Tez on the show is I listen to your music on Instagram, you know, and the Be Here Now um, kind of presentation. And it really touched me, you know, and I know there's a lot of people out there and I might not get everything, but it comes so straight from the source for me. That's why I thought, like, let's have her in here and kind of see what inspires her, what's her life is like and how did she get there? So all these questions I hope to unravel with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. What does it mean to you then to be a, to take on, you know, directing the creativity? What does it look like? It, it looks like, oh man, you know, for other people, it's really listening to them and hearing in a way what they don't say, but that they still express and taking that. And of course, you know, sharing that with them and saying, okay, this is how you're, how you're appearing for me. This is how you're landing for me as a person, as a business. And this is how I would like to help you communicate that and connect that to people that may a not know who you are and want and are curious and also you know how to gain their trust so that they hang out for a while because there's so much yeah. happening you know there's so many things that you can encounter in this world especially nowadays it's just getting faster and faster and so as a as a marketing director especially it's like okay well let me listen to what it is that your message is what it is you're trying to communicate to your audience so that we can connect who you are with what it is that they want and need in their lives and bring those mm -hmm. two together and so that's that kind of how the bridge, so to speak, that I try to create for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's probably more um, a brick and mortar thing. I, th I think what kind of, there were so many questions coming up in my head when you were talking so much, oh, I need to know more. Um, yeah. But let's just go back step by step and see where we land. And the sure. one question that I noticed is that I, I know a lot of artists and I know how hard it can be to be an artist in this Absolutely. world. You say, you know, you need almost like a whole machine behind you, the marketing machine, you know, which you stepped into, obviously. But um, what was it that, um, you know, how did you experience that to be an artist as a singer? You know, did you fall on your feet and were seen and listened to? Or what was your own process in in that world. And I feel like a lot of my artist friends and you know people I know that often want to just have a brick and mortar, you know, job kind of thing. Yeah. They want to have that sort of like I want a solid income now. And they they do, you know, go into businesses they don't really like. So 
first question first. So how did that kind of roll out for you with the creativity and being seen? You know, that is certainly a difficulty in this world. Absolutely. And I hear the multi-layers of this question and how many places we could go with the answer because it is a complex world that artists have to navigate. Um, there isn't a natural you know, oh, we're going to pay artists this amount of money. You know, I feel like in places like finance or medicine or these sort of like, you know, these more easily understood professions, we we have a, a concept as a society of how we're going to compensate that, where th those services, whereas like artists, oh, it's so tough. You know, it's like we have artists that make so much money and then we have so many artists that make nothing and they're still, you know, just kind of running on fumes because they have this drive and this passion, this calling that's just propelling them to do it, even if they have to go, you know, from, from paycheck to paycheck, so to speak. Um, and I, I have to answer your question by saying that at the beginning, when I was very young, starting off as a singer, that very question really scared me. And so what, and this is a part of what caused me to feel like I wasn't a creative because even though I was really fortunate to be able to do these incredible musicals at a large scale at a very young age, I chose those opportunities because they did pay in the sense of I auditioned for musicals that weren't just the community theater. I mean, obviously I did that to gain experience, but from a very early age, I guess because I was fortunate to have so much experience because my mother put me into the arts at such a young age, um, I went for opportunities that weren't, you know, that that compensated. And that actually ended up being in Germany <laughs> at the time. You know, I could have gone to New York. And that was the thing too, is I was like, okay, do I go to New York and do I try Broadway? But I didn't want to starve, you know, <laughs> which is what a lot of my artist friends, you know, to this day are, you know, they're dealing with whether it's New York or wherever. They're like, I, I have this dream and I want to go to this place to do it. But, you know, it's like, I don't know where I'm going to be able to get, you know, how to put food on the table. And so the opportunities that I chose in that first part of my creative experience, I felt like I chose because of the money only. Obviously, I, I very much believe that artists should be compensated. We need to eat like any other person on the planet. So I feel like to, you know, to kind of come full circle in answering your question, I just had this conversation with another artist friend right now who is struggling. And it's like, unfortunately, and I do this too, even to this day right now, I, I find that it's important to find a balance that, that there is a certain amount of, and what I mean by this is I have my clients, I have the things that I have to do in order to make my income that aren't just my art, you know? And I feel like if I really, again, navigate consciously, the opportunities that will pay me that I do for others, but then still find the time and really make a, a priority to balance the, the energy that I put towards the things that don't necessarily pay me right now, but that I'm investing in for the long term, which is the vlogging channel right now, which is the music. It's all building towards <laughs> this empire as I speak, as I, as I call it. And I say this to my friends too. I'm like, you're building an empire because it's like, I'm trying to create something that people don't really see yet, but I see the vision of it. And so I'm sitting here on this side and it's, it takes a lot of energy. I'll have to say that too, for artists. It's like, you have to really know going into it, that it takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of perseverance and courage to continue doing what we do, not getting paid right away, but then also finding the opportunities and making the time and space to have those opportunities that then also will pay us. 
I hope that makes sense. And yeah. I can give you more specific examples, but I feel like that's sort of just the the general gist of what it is that I've done, you know, throughout my entire creative life. Well, no, I think we don't need um, more more examples. I think what sure. you're describing or trying to say here to whoever is listening out there and struggling with their art, it's, mm -hmm. it's really balanced, you know, like, and yeah. some people get it right and they are being dumped into the success, you know, and it doesn't mean that your art is not being seen. It's just like you have to, you have to make more conscious decisions on what is, um, what valuable to you or what you want from your life. And that might yeah. mean also that uh, if you want to live in a beautiful place, for example, you know, like you, you have to, to find ways to make that money. That's what I heard you yeah. saying, you know, without giving up on, you know, being artistic and self-expressed, but, um, and, you know, maybe most artists know that already. I think I hear some of them saying, yeah, yeah, that's, for sure, but maybe also for those who are not aware of how how you have to live, you know, do the little bit of that and do then the other thing. Um, so what you love, you know, and then do a little bit of what you don't love so much. Uh, that right. is certainly a conversation a lot of artists have with themselves and others. <laughs> so, All the time, because it can yeah. be so easily, you know, I, I that is it's interesting that word that you use balanced, because in a way it is trying to find the balance between the two, but but as an artist, I feel like we're constantly out of balance, you know, because <laughs> we're like struggling with, I have to make money and then I have to put so much time and effort into that. But then at the same time, I need to make sure that I find enough time and energy to put into my creative arts. And there it's like constantly, we're, we're teeter-tottering between the two constantly. Yeah. I struggle with it. And especially the friend that I was telling you about, he he's really struggling right now because he's not able to make the choices to to be able to live the lifestyle that he needs just to survive. But at the same time, he's also struggling to find, you know, enough time to create. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's always that way, I think, for artists. Yeah. And being a, a podcast that kind of delves into the connection with divinity, broader consciousness, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people that struggle get feel that they get the message. It's like, that's not you, even though they love what they do, you know, like, let's say we yeah. have somebody who's painting and, and they're not being seen or they make only a pittance out of their paintings, you know, and then they, they, mm, think that might be a message from the divine, you know, so to speak, let's, or right. God or whatever yeah. we want to call it. And how, what's your perspective on that? What is your, you know, feeling of the scenario? In terms of uh, an artist being called like by something yeah. greater than themselves? Called, you know, is that a... Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I, I have always been, uh, there's a German, uh, there's a word bewundert, you know, I was always very like, in awe of the artists that I worked with before when I didn't think I was a creative, I was like, wow, you really love this. You're just like in it, like you, you're in it to win it. And I'm, you know, at the time, because I didn't, I wasn't really captured in my heart and soul by, by my, my creative, you know, nature. I was always like, oh, it's, it's fine. You know, I'll just do the, the bare minimum and get by and do my job. It was really a job for me at the time. And I, you know, I, and, and having said that, you know, it's like I left and I was like, okay, it wasn't mine, you know, it wasn't my calling, but then there's still something that was nagging at me. And I think that that's kind of, 
I have to say that, that I think that that's what that was. It was like spirit calling me and going, you know what, <laughs> you really are a singer. You got to, you know, and even though I was, you know, I had left music and as a creative director, I was still like, I did it because I wanted to connect to the creative process. And mm -hmm. so I think it's, I absolutely, to answer your question, I think it's just, I, yes, I believe that that exists. And I believe that a lot of people know it for what it is at the beginning and just kind of live that life. And then it takes some people time like myself to just go, oh, okay, this is, and now I actually, like I said earlier, I really feel that anytime I'm being creative, it is a spiritual practice. It's something that I do to feel connected to, to all of what's, unseen you know? and I'm using myself and using my my creative output as a, as a way of drawing that energy in and creating things for others to feel that and feel that for themselves in whatever shape that is in their lives mm -hmm. yeah because mm -hmm. it's so easy to have dreams and visions but it's very hard to bring them into you know this world that is the whole process that you yes. kind of are interested in that's what I hear here um, and which we misunderstand with all the, you know, with all the possibilities out there, how we can manipulate the brain and how we can, you know, manipulate, not manipulate, but, uh, you know, stimulate the subconscious, you know, there's always yeah. a sense, if I say my mantra often enough, I probably am going to get it, but it, it takes really action to to get things down and um, brought into this realm that other people want to pay for, or maybe, you know, see it more clearly, as you say. Yes. What is the uh, religious aspect like in the Philippines? You know, like is that very out there in society still? And what are, you know, what, how does it express itself? That's what I should be asking, you know? I am my I'm going to start tearing up because I'm so grateful that you're asking this question. This is a fabulous question that has always sort of circled around in my subconscious. So we are very, very religious and very, very um, rooted in this sort of Christian religion and Christian faith. And um, I have always felt that there is something intrinsically spiritual about our people. Um, the reason why just also to to share the reason why I'm doing the vlogging channel now is because I I need to tap into this. This is another calling that's not only the the creative and the singing, but the I feel like the learning of my culture is something that is definitely calling me from outside or whatever you want to call it. But I need to tap into that because I feel like it's going to make me even an even more encompassing and I don't want to say stronger or more powerful, but just, it just helps me draw in what is already available to me. And so I need to become more consciously aware of all of the nuances of my heritage because I feel like the spiritual aspect of it is so strong. And what's interesting about the Filipino um, people is that we're all, it's, it's sort of an inside joke, inside joke that's sort of well known that a lot of Filipinos can sing. Most of us actually are just born singers. And, mm. um, and not just that it's not like we all sound great. <laughs> but we just have this like, we're usually at the karaoke, you know, jam sessions. And we're usually, you know, when we have yeah. parties together, somebody's singing or somebody's pulling out an instrument and, and playing and it's just, it's a part of our heritage. And I know that every culture has a, a you know, an aspect of 
culture and art and music. But in the Philippines, it's so a part of who we are. Um, mm -hmm. You'll notice that if you go around the world, a lot of the cover bands and a lot of the performers that are internationally based who are Asian will more often than not be Filipino. And I mm -hmm. feel like that that's it. It's just a part of our spiritual makeup or just our spiritual being is just to express ourselves through our, our spiritual selves through voice and through music. I found you singing and, you know, I was in awe. What happens when you sing? Are you, you know, letting go a little bit of your whatever construct of who you are or how do you experience singing yourself? Yeah, I have moments of that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, when I'm performing, there are moments when I'm really in control of what's happening around me. And then there are it, it's it's a constant ebb and flow, so to speak, where I'm like I'm like kind of going between losing myself in the music, especially when I feel really confident about what I'm doing and I'm practiced. <laughs> but yeah. then also, you know, there's just moments where I where I couldn't ever practice for what happens because I just suddenly tap into this this thing that I'm like, this feels right. This is what I'm going to do. And I just have to trust this moment. And then I kind of go into that. But usually leading up to that, I'm very aware of the audience around me of like what it's, you know, what I'm, what I'm singing, what I'm feeling. And then there are just mo little pockets of, of time when I'm just, you know, holding a note out or when I'm really involved in like the expression of what it is that I'm saying either through the words or through the sounds that I'm making, where then I tap into that moment of like just complete loss of sense and I'm just in that expression. Uh, um, that comes back to me, you know, like I, I do like to sing at home, but <laughs> yeah, like uh, that comes to stage. But what I notice lately a lot as I'm strengthening my own spirituality, let's call it that, um, mm -hmm. and using it more as not as like asking for something, but being with it. I yeah. notice when I sing that sometimes um, there are songs coming back, even from the, the pop world, you know, from pop songs and whatever, there is a true meaning behind it. You know, it's almost like yeah. in, in that little crack, I can see God, you know? As, yeah. And then it feels like to me when I sing, you know, the room is full and I feel elevated and it's not me that is singing, but something else takes over. And um yeah, that, that's what I wanted to share. I don't know whether there was a question in there. <laughs> no, I think that's, I think it's beautiful that you shared that because I think that that's what a lot of artists, why we keep coming back for more, <laughs> you know, when we, when we are able to tap into that, even from, it can happen when you're very young, it can happen, you know, not for a while and then suddenly you experience it. But the moment you experience that, that's when, you, you know, you're like, ooh, <laughs> I want more of that. Yeah. It's, it's a oh, yes. blissful place. So yeah. Is there anything that you feel like you want to share before we say goodbye or anything that we haven't kind of touched upon that is dear to your heart and you want to maybe give a, a little bit of encouragement to listeners or that people that are in the artistic field? I don't know. Say anything. Yeah. I just have to say that um, I actually want to give this back to you that I really appreciate that something that I did resonated with you, you know, that whatever it is that I put out there resonated with you because as an artist, it's so, especially with as quickly as digital has taken over our world and the way that we express and communicate our, our artistic and creative abilities, just the fact that you put yourself out there to 
connect with others that you've never, like you and I have never physically met in the 3D world. Mm -hmm. You know, you met me through Instagram and then you kept at me because I, you know, because life just takes over. And I know that a lot of artists can relate to this. It's like, sometimes we feel like we're in a vacuum creating and, you know, going back to your first question, it's like, how do you keep going when you have to struggle with like, you know, making ends meet, but then also still being true to your creative art. And it's like, this is how you do it, you know, is, is you find those people that you just resonate with and you find a way to connect and share your stories with each other so that you can help to give that, you know, it, this is you and I now tapping into what, what it was that I was saying that sort of like out of thin air, you know, it's like, <laughs> you've just given me enough energy to keep going and to know that what it is that I'm doing does resonate with other people. And that's, I think the most, for me personally, as an artist, that's the most, e that's the easiest for, for, way for me to feel discouraged is when I don't feel like what I'm doing is actually reaching anybody. And mm -hmm. you showed me that it does in, in whatever small or great way, you know, because now you've given me a place to share a bit of my story and to, to feel like I'm going to even have the opportunity to reach even more people such as yourself, you know, just like you who will resonate with what it is that you and I talk about and the stories that we shared with each other. So that's the thing that I just want to offer is that, you know, as an artist, this is, this is the magic. And this is what it is that you do, the little steps that you take with each other to propel each other forward. So thank you very much for that. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And, you know, I can't put you on the spot and ask you to sing something. <laughs> so that's, a, <laughs> you know, uh, understand what I'm talking about. And, uh, but we can say if, if you, if you go and connect on Instagram, because Tess always kind of has a little bit of, you know, a clip from a show or something, you can certainly hear her there. <laughs> <laughs> You just want to belt out a little bit of something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think what I could do for you. Um, I, I should have known that this was coming because this is this always happens. <laughs> and every time it happens, I'm always like deer in headlights going, oh, nine. <laughs> OK, what should I sing? Um, but uh, 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 let me sing a little bit of a. Um, uh, long time sunshine. It's it's the mantra that um, in the Kundalini, Kundalini yoga practice that they sing at the very end of every practice. And um, I, it's so funny because just a really quick story about the song. When I first sang it, I didn't really know because I, I don't, I didn't practice Kundalini yoga before, you know, until actually later into the album of which the entire album is actually based on Kundalini yoga, like mantras. But the producer, he, you know, his lifelong, you know, ex spiritual journey was in in that faith, and so he shared that with me. And there were so many things about it that resonated with me, which is why we did the album together. Anyways, um, so uh, when I sang Long Time Sunshine for the first time, I was like, oh, this is so pretty. This is so beautiful. And then I finally did my first Kundalini yoga class and I was like, oh, this is a really important song. <laughs> it's like a really important song. So then I went back and I re-recorded it with him and I was like, okay, now that I have an understanding of how important this song is, let me <laughs> let me re-record this. Um, but I'll try to sing just a little bit um, for you. Uh, Gosh, what it's actually good. been so long since I sang this, so I'm going to have to like really figure this one out, you know, in the spot. So, um, may the long time sun shine upon you, all love surround you, and the pure 
within you guide your way on guide your way on <laughs> no, that was so. <laughs> so it only took like the first three verses and then everything came through it was so beautiful yeah. thank you for that gift i really You're appreciate welcome. it thank you for the gift of asking me and <laughs> putting me on the spot because that's also another part of the creative journey is just to take those leaps and go you know what whatever yeah. happens that's what it is <laughs> perfection just step into it and see what comes well, Absolutely. many, many thanks for um, this conversation. And <laughs> may you have the long time sun on your back all the time. Thank you. I wish you the same. <laughs> Thank you. And bye-bye, dear listener. And see you in the next show. Mm -hmm.